Hello and welcome. This is Ravi Chandra with the Pacific Heart Podcast. And uh, uh, just a reminder uh, that uh, I do have a book, Face Buddha, Transcendence in the Age of Social Networks, which is out. And I just released this week a book uh, about gun psychology, identity, and culture called Guns Are Not Our God. Uh, the NRA is not our church. Those are both available on all online retailers. Um, I'm here today with Atsuko Hirayanagi, uh, who just released this fantastic film called Oh Lucy. Uh, and I just recommend everyone to run out and see this right away. Uh, it, it's about, uh, I'll read the short synopsis, it's about a woman, a Japanese woman, Setsuko, who is a single, emotionally unfulfilled woman, seemingly stuck with a drab, meaningless life in Tokyo until she's convinced by her niece to enroll in an unorthodox English class that requires her to wear a blonde wig and take on an American alter ego named Lucy. When her English language instructor, John, suddenly disappears from class, Setsuko travels halfway around the world uh, to Southern California to search for him. Okay, so I'm here with Atsuko Hiranagi. And um, uh, so first off, uh, just so we get to the real important stuff, uh, where can people see Oh Lucy and what are the plans for distribution? Oh God, uh, maybe I'm not the right person to ask the oh, question. Okay. But it's definitely showing at the Embarcadero, mm -hmm. um, Landmark Theater. Okay. And uh, in San Francisco, right? Or everywhere. San Francisco. Just uh, yeah. in the Bay Area, you're saying, right? Yeah, in the Bay Area, right. Yeah, right. and it's, then I think... Uh, is it in Landmark Shattuck as yeah, well? Yeah, Landmark okay. Shattuck mm -hmm. in Berkeley. And uh, I think San Rafael, um, the, the Smith... Smith Film Center. Film Center, okay. yeah. Okay, great. For another week or two weeks, I'm not sure. But it's all up to you guys to keep. You is know. it is it still playing in New York? In New well? York, yes. New York. And okay. uh, Phoenix and LA and oh, Seattle. Uh, I don't know where, where this podcast. Okay, so and what's your website? Just so people can check where it's going to be released next. If it's a kind of rolling release, do you? Do you have the website? I, I, I know they do it on Facebook page. Oh, okay. Like, oh, oh, Lucy. Okay, all right. So yeah. we'll, we'll try to link to that. Yeah. Um, so uh, maybe you can recap the genesis of this film. Where did the idea come from and where did you take it from there? So this uh, idea initially came from a, a writing class uh, in, in a grad school, the film school. Mm -hmm. And we're supposed to come up with 75 ideas uh, wow. in three weeks. Okay. And we're supposed to write five ideas a day. Mm -hmm. And the teacher would give you a topic to write about, like a comedy, musical, you know, dinosaur musical, and all that stuff. And then that particular day was about uh, write about someone you know. So I picked five people in my life mm. and wrote about them, like brief uh, tag, uh, log line, basically. Mm. And uh, and then I forgot about the exercise. And a year later, when I was time to write. Thesis scripts. We are supposed to present three ideas. So I went back to those seventy-three ide five ideas to see what sticks mm -hmm. to me, and I went through all of them. And somehow that particular topic um, about this character spoke to me. And then I thought, like, yeah, I can write about. I can write this. I, I love the genesis of this film because it, your instructor really asked you to kind of be empathic with people in your life right. and really try to understand them. So I, I love how the story yeah. came from that. Yeah, um, and then also. Um, this uh, it's 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 been like kind of resonating to me I I even throughout the um, um, school years and as a storyteller now is that during the admissions um, interview at NYU actually I went to the NYU in Singapore and uh, one of the professors asked me 
um, you know, talk about someone you don't like in your life. Oh. And then, okay, and I told about particularly someone, someone, and then, okay, can you make the person the protagonist in your story and then tell me about that story? Mm. And then, okay, oh, and okay, and then I told something about that story. And the whole process, and uh, something like kind of made me realize about what the storytelling is all about. It's about empathy and how you can put your feet in somebody's shoes. And anyone can be the protagonist, you know, in your life. And everybody has a voice, you know. So that's, in a way, I think that kind of also, um, I mean, I think living through this also particular story as well. Not necessarily this person is someone I didn't like or anything. It's just a part. I think it's interesting to see someone who you may not be able to relate to, but be able to at least understand where she's coming from. Mm. Well, great. Oops, sorry. Uh, Sirens <laughs> here. Um, your press packet describes Setsuko slash Lucy as unfulfilled, but I think that just scratches the surface. Right. Uh, could you talk more about her mental health and other problems? Because I think that would be very interesting to Asian American women and Asian Americans in particular. Right, and this particular person is... Um, what I know is often don't tell she doesn't tell her uh, real feelings mm -hmm. and uh, seem to be depressed but never shows that in the outside world mm -hmm. and uh, she does have hoarding problem <laughs> mm -hmm. and she, so yeah she's an unhappy person he's on antidepressant and um, but I wanted to talk about her how, how she lived but she, how she have to hide the fact that, that that's what she's feeling inside when she goes to to the workforce and then just to carry on with her life I don't know if I answer your question yeah yeah <laughs> so there's depression there's hoarding yeah. um, and uh, I think you know uh, kind of we can we can uh, see that uh, some of this is related to her social environment right. and and I, I think many American viewers might be kind of shocked by the interpersonal cruelty right, right, right. that uh, that you show uh, in, in Setsuko's office mates. Um, I think, you know, Japan is often stereotyped uh, and, and thought of as a nice, friendly right. culture. Uh, I've seen people call, call it hospitality culture. Yeah. Um, and that was certainly my impression, too, on uh, uh, my visits there. But my friend's Japanese father said to me, uh, when I said, oh, the Japanese are so nice, and he said, oh, they may be nice to foreigners, but they're not nice to each other. Uh, um, so can you say a bit more about this and why you chose to portray this side of Japanese society? It's so true, too. It's also like uh, to family members, too. Mm. They can be extremely cruel, you mm. know, um, but then you have to have some kind of facade to exterior world. I mean, um, so what you do inside your house is completely different than what you present outside the world. Mm. And uh, even Japan, in, Culturally, we have even words like uh, honne and tatemae. Mm. And tatemae means basically uh, what you present or um, to the uh, outside world. It could be lie. Mm. But the honne means you, it's your true feelings. Oh. And uh, I used to, sometimes people say, are you talking with honne or tatemae? Because yeah. people have, and also there is a cultural formalities mm. and then mm. those little etiquettes and stuff are very important. Mm. It, it symbolizes something, right? And uh, also, we 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 are the we have the culture where we really um, appreciate the silence and the the, the, the some gestures be, like something that describe between lines. You're not supposed to describe everything by words. It, it shouldn't be literal, and we are supposed to understand those signals. 
like haiku is like in a, in a way similar. You, you have to describe with few words about something very big and sublime. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we are expected to sometimes do, do that as well. And if you can't get those social cue, clues or cues, peop- we are kind of, um, some people are as, uh, mm-hmm. labeled that are clueless or a little mm-hmm. bit um, um, outcast, become outcast mm-hmm. of some sort. Mm-hmm. But in this modern day life, it's so sometimes it's so hard to um, be able to express, and uh, all these informations are in the air, and you know, like. Um, so I think, whereas American culture is all about expressing yourself, and you have to really articulate and be eloquent in how you are feeling, and mm-hmm. then you are not afraid to, and it's okay to have opinions, and then you, since you're a kid, you're um, like, you know, like learn to speak about your opinions and then, you know, just tell us where you're from, like where, where you're coming from, you know. Your identity. Identity. That those individualism, those are very important. So it's kind of a completely opposite mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. environment. Although we, was it honne? Honne, honne yeah. Honne means the, the true, true feelings. Oh, the true feelings. What's the face? The Fe- word for the face? Tatemai. Tatemai. Yeah. So we have a word for tatemai as well. It's called Facebook. <laughs> oh, so. yeah, so, yeah, exactly, and, and yeah. Uh, exa- yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah, um, so that's, that's the, I mean, it's, I think it's in anywhere, especially in this modern day life, it, there's just too many people to, you, you have to deal with, mm-hmm. we, I think we lost the sense of community, mm-hmm. so it's not a, it's like, a, if, it, if there's a, some sort of community, we, we are more forgiving to each other, mm-hmm. and we can just try to understand each other, but since it's like all this strangers living in a modern like metropolitan we, we are afraid of each other you mm-hmm. know so I think mm-hmm. what you present to the outside world is more important than actually what you're really feeling because they don't really care about that well it's almost uh, frightening to stick out uh, yeah. and to show yourself yeah, because you could get bullied or yeah you know exactly. in, that, in that office environment yeah. that Setsuko is yeah. in, uh, you know the one woman kind of hands out sweets and that's kind of a sweet expression right. yeah. but she's totally mocked for, right. for that right. um, so it's like even that tenderness is uh, yeah. uh, so uh, cruelly treated, right. uh, I think. I mean, office ladies yeah. also, it's a very, maybe there is no such thing in the States mm. where a secretary, like most often, I mean, most, mostly, I mean, that's why they call it office lady because right. it's only performed by women. Mm-hmm. So it's a secretary, uh, it's basically, we never be promoted. Mm-hmm. You just do that for the entire time and then most often people quit after mm-hmm age of 25 and get married and you know have yeah. kids and then this particular character is 43 and so they put them in, put her into some kind of different bracket and right. Right. a little bit of a ass category yeah, yeah where no individuality anymore yeah and she's she's they kind of have to walk be wallflower in the workforce mm-hmm. and then just serving men right so right so that's this is a great uh, segue because uh, sh- you really show a woman's story here right. and her desires and you know, there are kind of three symbols of her trying to express individuality or you know that I saw uh, there was the wig um, there's uh, driving the car right. which is another expression of her power and individuality and yeah. we see where that leads to in your scene I won't you know uh, break it but for the audience but uh, and then there's uh, getting the tattoo yeah. all these uh, little <laughs> symbols of trying to stand out in some way yeah or making um, troubles yeah or make right yeah right, first right. time in her own like life you know right, right. um so yeah like t- for example tattoo is like something i noticed when i was in 
um, uh, earlier, um, I met this um, uh, Japanese woman who just came from Japan, and she was an office lady in Japan, and then a very quiet, like kind of demure, and uh, uh, very, um, what do you call it, uh, anyway, so quiet, and three years later, by the time when she went back to Japan, she had tattoo all over her body. Wow. So that's something like, uh, like what is it that about? And it, it's not her. She's not the only person. Like I all, all often see it in even like baseball players, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, like uh, some of them are different. And the first thing you know, baseball players do in Japan is to grow their beard. You know uh, that because oh, you're not supposed okay. to do that in Japan. You're uh, supposed to shave as an oh, athlete. Okay. So first thing they do is. Grow their beards and sometimes bleach their hair, yeah, and yeah. then start chewing gum or <laughs> tobaccos because that's like that's what it is. Yeah, be, yeah. It's kind of being kind of um, yeah. Be, I don't know. Some it's interesting though. It free them up or something. That yeah. things they were not supposed to do in Japan yeah. is do that. And then there's something about America that has that magic spell on mm-hmm. um, some of us who are really like, especially the ones who are very um, constrained or suppressed. Society. Yeah, and you, you s- uh, remarked in the press packet uh, about that uh, constrained nature. You, you said, I believe that the more quiet and obscure a person is, the more things that the person has to say. As a storyteller, I feel the urge to find the quieted ones and let them be heard. Um, at the Q&A, you uh, told an interesting story about your own childhood and coming to the United States, I, right. I think. And could you, could you tell us uh, about that again? Uh, well, um, so when I was 17, I came to the States and yeah, as an exchange student, and uh, I couldn't speak English well. I could read it, um, but not rudimental English. But I, it was very hard for me. Also, I couldn't understand what people were saying either. Even though when I read it, I can read it, but then the mm-hmm. accent and stuff were very different. So, and then I wasn't able to express myself, or like um, even I, I knew some like answers to some questions or stuff. I was so afraid to speak out uh, because. Of, um, I just didn't want to stand out as a uh, someone who's in, in, incapable mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. but anyway that frustration of not being able to, so I became I shut down and became a very quiet person and acting like this quiet Asian girl in, in a class mm-hmm. where who, who never speaks you know but you had a lot oh, going on obviously inside. I yeah. have my, my own opinions I have things that I wanted to say and that whole and then that, that that's the time when I realized about this girl mm-hmm. who I met when I was Six, six. I mean, sorry, six years old, like first grader, and like there was a girl who never spoke a word in class, and but um, and then one day I heard that that she's actually pretty wild at home, and right. that's that's where she releases her, I guess, pent up emotions, and um, I think, and then I realized, oh my God, I became like her, you know, uh-huh. and that I think this whole duality mm-hmm. of human nature, where I mean, everybody needs. People have their expectations. I mean, the people have their expectation of you versus who you really feel you you are, and that sometimes uh, becomes like in conflict. And we, we all find a way to release that, I think, pressure and find it somewhere to. Yeah, and Setsuko slash Lucy in your film is really, you know, I think she's struggling to understand herself and struggling to express herself and. Right. And she gets caught up in her obsession with yeah. with uh, uh, John, yeah. um, and uh, uh, you know, I- I- in that way, I think a different filmmaker might have kind of, you know, idealized this escape, doing kind of a reverse Lost in Translation kind of movie, like idealizing 
white people or something like that. But you, you didn't do that. You, you kind of really showed a lot of different kinds <laughs> of white people. Um, and, and there were different kinds of Japanese people as well in the right. movie, so I really appreciated that. Um, uh, but, uh, uh, you know, maybe only, I thought the tattoo artist was the only kind of really pure character in the film because he was just kind, he was helping her and, you know, this, this kind of thing. And Tom, of course, at the yeah, end, yeah. I thought he was very pure. Um, uh, but, uh, but I thought the tattoo artist was kind of the Buddha of the movie, just kind of stamping out his love tattoos uh, That's on true, people. That's true, you're right. He's um, like, a, yeah. he, knows the, he knows what it is. You right, know? right, yeah. right, right. So what, what did you want to say intercultural? I mean, you're, you're, you straddle different cultures right. as, uh, you know, I, and then I, in, in your film. I think for me, at the end of the day, we're all the same, mm. despite the fact that all the masks we wear and then cultural norms that we have to follow. At the end of the day, we are all afraid, you know, and um, and we all want to be loved. Mm -hmm. We all want to find a companionship, mm -hmm. and you know, like uh, what we project to the world sometimes necessarily doesn't. It's not the same as what you are actually are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I think that's true. That makes your story a very universal story because it is about trying to find love and belonging and acceptance. Right. Um, so that was really. Um, uh, well, uh, you know, just really, just beautiful, almost heartrendingly portrayed. And, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I know some people uh, were very affected. I was, I was affected. I had to, like, really sit with it for a while. I mean, like, I assume as a, as a doctor, you yeah. have your your own, you know, mask that you have to wear to look capable and all that stuff. <laughs> and you, you can't just start breaking down from your patients. So I'm sure yeah. you have a lot of stuff that you must be holding on to and you need your own therapist, I'm sure. Oh, I do. There, there's a whole pyramid scheme. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, we, yeah. so that's why I'm saying it's yeah. we are all the same, especially the ones to me, like, who look like we want to, someone who want to, who we want to put on the pedestals, yeah. those are the ones we, you have to watch out for because they have they hold a lot of dark secrets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. right. Uh, keeping it real. Um, in my book, uh, Face Buddha, I talk about the rejection complex, and I, I write um, that the opposite of suffering is belonging, and there are so many ways we fall short of belonging and love, uh, which is love, which is a synonym of belonging. Um, and as I said, your your movie kind of took me to that sunken place, you know, Jordan Peele talked about, um, as I empathize with Setsuko and the other characters in their quest for love and belonging. Um, so, uh, so, you know, maybe you can say a little more about that, uh, the message or experience that you, that you found your audiences coming away with or what you wanted them to come away with about this. You know, like I was so surprised, I talked to you earlier yeah. before this, but uh, some, some, of the, some, of, some of the audience members find it not so like hopeful in the end. To me, it's very hopeful for someone to, in a way, be free and then to, to be confused for me is, you don't know it then, I understand, I have been that place too. But I think to be confused in, confused in life and not knowing everything is great things. Sometimes things can lead you to something different you know like uh, to find that suddenly you find a companionship or a community that you didn't think that you would be belong and all that stuff uh, uh, to, it's uh, hopeful to me but that's I think um, break so sometimes you have to break your identities mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. for all that stuff to find something new that part of yourself and to stop the pattern yeah and, yeah, exactly. yeah so that's what 
happens to Setsuko, yeah. too. She kind of steps I mean, out. Uh, the person I really actually know probably yeah. wouldn't have taken this mm. English lesson. Mm. So that was my um, hope and wish that what if, like yeah. those sometimes yeah. one step can completely change your world. And yeah. Yeah. once you open that uh, door, right. you start attracting some people that you're supposed to meet yeah. and your life can turn. But I think at the end of the day, to, to find the happiness or to feel good, I think we have to live on, honestly. Right, right. And I think honesty is the, to me, shortcut to happiness yeah. in a way. Yeah, and relating honestly to people yeah. is so important. Right, yeah. right. Because uh, uh, I think when you're stuck inside yourself, as Setsuko is, I mean, all the dark thoughts can come in. Right. And it's only when we really feel kind of connected. And that's what she finally, you know, I think gets you. I think I think it's it is a hopeful end, although it's very dark. I mean, you deal with suicidality and mm -hmm. and uh, some very dark episodes. Um, but but finding that connection of acceptance and yeah. and, and caring, uh, genuine I, yeah. caring is, is I mean, just really powerful. That's the true connection can only happen when you really take everything down. Yeah, know? yeah. And that's the intimacy. That's the that's the like people can empathize and the people can understand each other. Yeah. So. Right. Well, one more question, because yes. my interest is, is in social media. I tried to find you on social media. I think you're pretty much no, not on I'm social media. I'm not the social media so, person. So, yeah, tell me about, I, tell me I about don't that. Like, <laughs> I just don't like it. I, maybe because I wasn't born in the 80s, you know? Like, uh, I don't know. It's just that the idea also terrifies me. And definitely my pair, uh, kids, to, kids to be into that at all. Like, they're not going to get iPhone until they are, like, 18 or something. I uh, don't know. Just like uh, it's the same thing. It's what you present to the world. What is it important? It's it's the whole philosophy, right? Mm -hmm. If the fall, uh, what was it? The tree that falls in the forest, mm -hmm. and if no one hears it, right. mm -hmm. did it really happen? Mm -hmm. To me, it really happened. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So if you in a, if someone in the schools of thought of it never happened, mm -hmm. if no one hears it, then that's that's the difference. I mean. Um, something you can't hear and you can you can't see can make a difference mm -hmm. and I know I know that so that so kind of private experience is actually very yeah I think so the real experiences yeah. real connections real relationships yeah. those are more important than uh, what you see on the on the computer uh, I, I wish I had talked to you about five years ago it would save me a lot of trouble I ended up deactivating my Facebook as well. Oh, I'm uh, on the yeah. verge of doing oh, it, but okay, I, yeah. they're ba basically, and I don't even do it, but yeah. then I think uh, after the movie's over, apparently <laughs> 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 they, they need me to be on probably for the promotional purposes. I, yeah. I, mean, I think that's all it is, right? Like Facebook yeah. is about promotion, oh. promoting your I know, I reactivated just to promote my book and it's just been terrible. It's just... Yeah, so it's yeah. A, like something like, yeah, it's, it's partially, it's, if, if you have to think it as a business maybe, but yeah. not as a, as a real to true right. human connections because yeah. I do yeah. think that the, I don't I mean I'm not anti Facebook it's mm -hmm. more about maybe I am but uh, I, I just don't know how to deal with that social media yeah. I just like maybe somebody else have to deal with that. I'm not in that department yeah. basically I'm, yeah. I, I'm just so happy just creating and being yeah. creative well I think that's very wise I think it kind of lulls us into a false relationship right which, right which can be yeah that's uh, true disappointing I just simply don't know how to deal with it. I mean, maybe I have five years later, I have a better answer to this question, but um, it's very something 
new to me. Well, <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you. And uh, yes, I, I again encourage everybody to go out and see O Lucy, a universal story, particularly told by a woman filmmaker and conceived by a woman filmmaker and also about a woman. So I think in this age, it's also a very important film to see. Thank you so, so much. So yeah, yeah. much success with I mean, only the world of, I mean, the world of mouth I know. Uh, can yes. like keep this movie being yes. in the theater. So hopefully people will see it. Yes, I hope so too. All right, thank you very much. Thank you. Bye.